welcome to the mid podcast where we talk about random shit geek stuff and wrestling you can find us on twitter and youtube at the mid podcast be sure to hit that like and subscribe button and leave a comment you can also listen to the podcast wherever you stream your podcast spotify apple or google and be sure to leave us a five-star rating you can also support the show you can head over to patreon.com slash the mid podcast and become one of our patreon members there you will have access to exclusive content that we put on just for our patreon members next you can head over to our merchandise store themidpodcast.com and get you some mid merchandise we have stickers t-shirts mugs and more and until the end of May, if you use this discount code, you can get free shipping on all your merchandise. So be sure to use discount code E7569WALG0 and get that free shipping while it lasts. It's only good until the end of this month. So I'm one of your hosts, Catherine, here with my handsome co-host, Brendan. Hello, people. It's been a week. School's kicking my ass. I was going to ask the, the audience, have they missed us? We're a little um, behind. School's kicking my ass. Um, did what get a 90 on my quiz like, today. You did, you did what? Did get a 90 on my quiz today. Woo-woo! So... I already started and I already want to be done with it. <laughs> Guess what? You got like four more years. <sighs> Three and a fourth <laughs> since you just did. So we're a little behind. We are going to discuss some AEW wrestling. Some wrestling news, which we got a lot to discuss. I'm glad we pushed it back. And we got wrestling tonight that we got to watch that we can talk about on this coming week, Saturday. Hopefully, we'll get back on schedule. Hopefully. Gotta get my schedule right. My schedule's right. I got a month break till grad school. Woo woo. Well, aren't you just lucky? Yeah, but I don't know what to do with myself. I'm sitting here being bored out of my damn mind. June 18th in Grand Rapids, Michigan. There is a wrestling show by the name of Warrior Wrestling. Just throwing it oh, out there. Michigan. Willow Spray is going to be there. Swerve. Chelsea Green. Matt Cordona. I hear Matt Cordona is taking some heat. Oh, we'll get into that. Oh, yeah, we got lots to get into. So, I'm taking my shoes off. I'm getting comfortable in my chair. And we get ready to get into some wrestling news and last week's Dynamite and Rampage. I almost said wrong. Yeah, I refuse to review anything from the WWE now. No, nah, we we're going to have to review the pay-per-views. Uh, I still haven't watched WrestleMania Backlash. I refuse to watch it. Good. Backlash was better than what I was expecting. It was better than what I was expecting. 
It's not as good as warrior wrestling, though. But anyways, I'm trying to oh. give him as much publicity as I can. Mm-hmm. So if warrior wrestling comes to your neck of the woods, we advise you to go check it out. It's go. pretty awesome. I've seen it live. It's fucking amazing. So, Brendan, should we disclose our plan? Kidnapping Tony Khan? No, not that plan. I wouldn't want to say that plan on the air. You just did dipshit. It's a joke. We would never kidnap Tony Khan. We love him too much. Exactly. Maybe a bit too much. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But it's Tony Khan. But anyways. Our plan for Holiday Bash. Uh, Floor seats. So that means either you're going to have to con your grandparents into buying us floor seats or I got to get these credit cards paid off by December. He already talked to one of my grandparents about it and she said yes. Oh, well, she she reneged on that deal and said that it wasn't going to be my ticket that she bought. She would buy yours and then I would have to ask Papa to buy mine. Well, your Papa's a little pissy with me right now. So you're going to have to ask Papa to buy your ticket. And why is that? Because he didn't like me telling him the truth. Oh. Anywho. Because I took up for your Nana. Oh. Because in this case, your Nana was right. (laughs) But anyway, can we get into wrestling news? Because we got a lot of topics to discuss today. Yes. So, our first topic. It seems our buddy Eric Bischoff don't know when to shut his mouth. And he has said that CM Punk was the biggest financial flop in the history of wrestling. Eric Bischoff is the last fucking person to be talking about financial flops when he's tanked two companies. And one of them, he was up 83 to nothing in. He almost had the WWE right there in his hands. And then he pulled an Atlanta Falcons and choked. He pulled out. So. Why my men don't do that? You tell me who's the financial flop because I don't think it's CM Punk. It's not like CM Punk's a top five merch seller or anything in AEW. Just saying. Well, you do know the the website crashed. They, when Punk first come, everybody yeah. had jumped on to buy all his merchandise. But no, he's not. The website servers crashed. But he's a financial flop. But Eric Bischoff needs to stop talking about wrestling and get out of the wrestling business and find something else better with his life because this isn't cutting it for him. Okay, tell us how you really feel. Fuck Eric Bischoff. He's a bitch. (laughs) Okay, can I move on to my next topic? Real quick. Me and one of my friends are doing a better show, better booking job than Eric Bischoff ever did. Wow. On a video game. Wow. Fuck Eric Bischoff. He needs to stop talking about wrestling 
and I wish you the best of luck in future endeavors. Well, then. Okay, I'm done writing about Eric Bischoff right now. Okay, so can I go to my next topic? Yes. Next topic. Yeah, boy, Ric Flair is training for an in-ring appearance. And rumor had it, it was supposed to be against Ricky Steamboat. And Ricky Steamboat has declined the invitation to Russ Ric Flair. Mid. M-I-D. Mid. All right. Moving on. What were your thoughts with the interview Brandon Walker did with MJF last week? I didn't watch it. You're slack. You have a wrestling podcast and you don't keep up with stuff. I forgot it came out. But it's a work. So, which is the best faction at the present time in wrestling? The the Bloodline? The Jericho Appreciation Society? Horny. Judgment Day? Or the Blackpool Combat Club? The greatest faction to ever exist. If you have William Regal, that gives you, like, top priority over everything. Because it's fucking William Regal. So I'm guessing you're going with the Blackpool Combat Club. Yep. Do you not hear my little side comments? No. I called the Bloodline Mid, Jericho Appreciation Society, Horny, and Judgment Day ass. Who do you think has the better belts? WWE or AEW? Well, WWE belts are all the same. New Japan. I don't think that was an option. Fuck. Uh, AEW. But you can make it an option if you want it. It's your podcast. New Japan. I love the New Japan. You know what? I know I just shat on Eric Bischoff, but he did have cool belt designs. I'll give him that. Cool. So what are your thoughts for a TBS title match against Jade Cardgill and Sheeta? Chris Statlander. That's not what I said. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't mind it. But I think Sheeta needs to be the AEW's women's champion again. I wouldn't mind if she took it off of Thunder Rosa. Oh, don't let American Keith hear you say that. He might be upset with you. Well, I don't want Thunder Rosa to lose it right now. I just wouldn't mind Sheeta having it again. What are your thoughts about WWE pushing Cody Rose as their top star for Hell in a Cell? Adrenaline in my soul. Something, something, Cody Rhodes. Thank you, John. No, you're not getting a neck tattoo. Fuck! 
I'm getting that neck tattoo one way or another. <laughs> I don't know. It's whatever. Cody's doing his thing. I'm happy for Cody. So, good for him. Your thoughts on Roman Reigns no longer working every pay-per-view or show. Should he still have two titles if this is the case? Brock Lesnar. You're quick with the the one-word an, one answers today. The perks of being a Spider-Man fan. Is it too early to start the Swerve Keith Lee for Tag Team Championship run? No, that should have started like two years ago. Who do you got challenging Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's title? <laughs> Not Sasha Banks anymore. Uh, I, I really don't know who's on SmackDown. Well, then, that answers that question. <laughs> so, let's get into your topics you want to discuss before we jump into last week's Dynamite. Uh... The main topic I have is the Sasha and Naomi walkout. That's about it. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, why do people still defend and support this company in Stanford? Why? Because people are trained to be sheep and don't know no better. Yeah. So... What happened was Sasha Banks and Naomi were supposed to be in a six-pack challenge. Why they call it a six-pack challenge? I don't know. It's stupid, but whatever. Because there were going to be six opponents. But then call it a six-woman match. Make it like a battle royal. They were Not trying to be hard. creative? They lacked that, so. <laughs> I mean, can we give them an A for effort? They get like a D for D minus for effort. Okay, cool. And that's being generous. Oh shit. Um so they were supposed to have the six pack challenge with Sasha Banks and Naomi, who, by the way, are the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Rhea Ripley. Uh, Dewdrop. And was it Nikki A.S.H.? It was Becky Lynch. Nikki. Oh, yeah, it was Becky Lynch. I forgot. Nikki and Dewdrop. Oscar. Oscar. Naomi and um, Sasha. I thought Rhea Ripley was in that match for something. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I know what I was thinking of. I was thinking of something completely different that me and my friend are doing. But anyways, um, so the planned finish was for Naomi to win and put over Bianca Belair. And Sasha go to SmackDown and put over Ronda Rousey. Well, I saw this in a video earlier. I'm going to steal some of this guy's line. 
Sasha put over Bianca Belair at WrestleMania last year. Mm-hmm. And they main evented. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't have to fucking do this if you didn't bury Bianca in 27 seconds to Becky Lynch. Yep. So that's not a Sasha Banks problem. That's not a Naomi problem. It's a fucking WWE problem. They do it with fucking everybody. They have had some of the best talents to come in recently. They've had Adam Cole. He left. Because they were going to make him go bald and turn him into a manager for Keith Lee. Well, Keith Lee left. Swerve left. Gargano left. Tony Storm left. I can continue with people who have left because of their contracts going out. Mia Yim, who was talented, they let her walk. Dakota Kai, who they just cut, they let her go. Mia just signed a contract with Impact, too. And she's kicking ass in some Impact. Candice LeRae's contract, who just ended last week, they let her go. They have all of these fucking people come in. Triple H gives them used to build them so fucking much on NXT. They were amazing. Karrion Cross is another one. Amazing. They get to the main roster and Vince and Bruce don't know what to fucking do with them. Because if you don't fit Vince's way of looking like a champion, you're not going to do much. Sorry, but if you're not 6'4 and Samoan, you're probably not going to make it into WWE. Maybe. So... Sasha and Naomi walking out on Monday night. Every right to. I agree with them. Not just because Sasha is one of my favorites. Because they're standing up for the bullshit company they work. They're standing against the bullshit company they work. And then you have Corey Graves on commentaries throwing these smart little remarks. Well, Corey Graves hasn't been relevant in four fucking years, so I don't want to hear nothing from him. Only thing making him relevant is his wife. And then the fucking, don't even, that statement they put out so fucking bad. So bad. And then you have... Oh, it's terrible. First of all, that statement was not Vince McMahon approved because Vince McMahon is a sucker for proper grammar. And that statement was all kinds of fucked up with English. Like you could go, take a red pen and go through and correct all the mistakes in there. So Vince probably didn't even see that. Bruce Pritchard's probably the one who put it out. Probably. Him or Nick Khan. One of the wrestling 
business should only have one con in it, and his first name starts with a T. <laughs> but, man. And then you have the locker room siding with the WWE. Which, yes, I get why they're siding with it. They pay them. That's the company they work for, and that's the company that pays them and supports them for their family. It makes sense. I understand. Well, I'm going to stop you right there. Let's talk about that. So the locker room could be deep down, yeah, I support what they're doing, but I can't say that because it's going to cost me my job and I need my job to support my family. Yes, which I agree with. That's fair. But then you have people like Swerve. Swerve was tweeting out. CM Punk was defending Sasha Banks and Naomi. That. Everybody outside of the WWE was supporting Sasha Banks and Naomi besides Matt Cordona and Ryan Satangan. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. So besides those two, who Punk absolutely ratioed on Twitter, so that was funny in itself. But man, it, this is a PR nightmare for WWE. And if Sasha walks, I don't think she's going to Hollywood. That's just me, though. I have a good opinion on where Sasha might show up. In your bed? As much as I would like that, I think she's going to be all elite if they release her. I'd like to see her go to Impact. I think she could help Impact. AEW mm, needs her more. Mm, I don't know. So, you want to hear my take since you, you got to do yours? <laughs> For like 15 minutes? Yeah, go ahead. So, my take is good for these two women for standing up to egotistical male chauvinist pigs. Okay. Also, the statement WWE put out saying that they were uncomfortable in the ring with two competitors was totally false. It's because they have wrestled said competitors a few weeks ago. So why would you wrestle said competitors a few weeks ago and then turn around and say, I'm uncomfortable wrestling with them? I don't. It's That company in Stanford doesn't know what the fuck they're doing right now. I mean, how their fucking main star is gone for 10 weeks for God knows what. And you finally put some relevance on the women's tag belts by giving them to Sasha and Naomi. And then you just want to bury them, which I understand WWE has never really cared about their women's division nor their women's tag team titles. Nor do they really care about tag teams in general. No, because at a snap of a finger, a tag team could be broken up like that. I'm surprised they've kept 
Orton and Riddle for as long as they have. And I think the only reason they've done that is because Randy Orton has paid his dues within the business. And I think he he's at that point now where he's got undertaker power, where he can walk in and say, Vince, I want this, or Vince, I want this. And nine times out of 10, unless it's something totally outrageous, Vince is going to let Randy do what Randy wants. There was rumor they were going to break up RK Brooke. This is coming from a fan who is not a fan of RK Brooke. I hate Riddle. Think he sucks. But Randy Orton walked into Vince and said, hey, I like what we're doing. I want to keep RK Bro together. So what do we got? We have RK Bro. And the fact that Randy has a limited schedule also, but Riddle can go in the ring and be like, hey, my partner Randy Orton or my best friend Randy Orton, even when Randy ain't there, you're still having Randy be elevant in that situation. Like on this past Monday night, Riddle took on one of the Usos. Basically took them both on because Randy wasn't even at the show Monday night. So, I will say this. But I don't think Sasha Banks, even though she's been in the business that long, I don't think she has that type of power. Sasha's the best woman wrestler in the WWE. But Sasha Charlotte Flair, I would agree with that. Charlotte's only don't get me started on that. Um, but anyways. So Sasha's the best one. Becky's good. Don't get me wrong. They do have some good people. Becky's a good wrestler. Oscar's okay. good. Bianca's good. I love me some Bianca Belair. But then you put your title on Ronda Rousey? Well, they only gave her the title because of her name. Exactly. Like, yes. But Vince also does cater. He does not cater to hardcore wrestling fans. He caters to general fans. That's the biggest difference if you ever watch WWE and AEW. Tony Khan knows his fans are the hardcore wrestling fans that go out to these indie shows and watch indie shows and then come watch AEW. Vince is just like, okay, I just want the general fan that may be flipping through the channels and see, oh, well, that looks interesting. I'm going to stop and see what's going on, fan. Yeah. He no longer caters to his, his core. No. They left wrestling a long time ago. After the Attitude Era, it was it. Like, this morning, I got up and looked on Twitter, and I think... Today was the anniversary of when Jericho first came to WW. It was WWF at the time. And they were doing the millennial countdown and the rock was in the ring. Yeah. And I will have to say, I was going to bring this up to talk about, but break the walls down has to be my favorite Jericho song out of his whole career. I don't know. People sing Judas. I mean, I like Judas, but break the walls down. I don't know. I guess because. It was, I don't know. I just love it. It was like my favorite Jericho entrance. And his little ponytail on top of his head. It was so cute. And he turns around and says, Raw is Jericho. (laughs) Gotta love YTJ. 
butt back to Sasha and Naomi. I applaud them for standing up for themselves. They know their their value. And if you go back and watch the Sasha Banks interview with Stone Cold on Broken Skull, she says that she knows what her worth is. And she's not Vince's puppy. Mm-hmm. So, I hope everything plays out well. Well, there'll be repercussions. Vince ain't going to take this lightly. No. There will be repercussions whether they sit them at home for the remainder of their contract, which I'm hearing she, Sasha, may have two to three more years on her contract. They said she just signed an extension in 2019. Yeah. But nobody knows how long that extension was. But she was already unhappy prior to that extension, so I'm betting she didn't sign, like, a really long extension. I would assume, though, depending how long her last contract was. I would say it was probably within the three to five range, year range. I would say two to three. But hope everything plays out well for Sasha and Naomi. Sucks that they have Hollywood writers instead of wrestling writers and that company in Stanford. So, but for now, Mom, do you know what time it is? AEW time? Is 8 o'clock already? I wish. But we get to talk about AEW mm-hmm. from last week. So let's yeah. start with Dynamite. Because we're a little behind. <laughs> it's coming out before tonight's show, so it's fine. Because college is kicking some guy's butt. Yeah, I don't know who that would be. <laughs> I think his name is Brendan. <laughs> but anywho. All right. So we have Dynamite, which aired last week which was May 11th. (laughs) And we start the show off with Dax Harwood from the greatest tag team of all time, FTR. He's not part of the Young Bucks. And your favorite, Adam Cole, baby. Boom. It's all about that boom. Yes. I need that boom in my pants. From one hot dude. Named Tony Khan. Named Wardlow. So I put, it was a very good match. I was going to be okay with whoever won because I like both guys. And I noticed that Adam Cole had tape on his shoulder. So I'm wondering if he sustained some kind of shoulder injury or tweaked something. Probably just tweaked it. But thought this match was fun. I enjoyed it because, as you do, or I'm like you, and I like both of these guys. FDR is my second favorite tag team. And they both have very different wrestling styles, which made for a very interesting match. Yes. I put Adam Cole looking good in the match. Then it looked like Dax may have uh, injured his rib 
during the match. And we see Dax had put Adam Cole in the sharpshooter, but he couldn't hold it because of his ribs. Then we see Cole puts Dax in the sharpshooter and Dax has to tap because of his ribs. And Adam Cole is moving on to the next round in the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Man, that should have been a rule in this tournament. You can only use a move by Owen Hart as your finisher. Mm. But I enjoyed the match. Adam Cole is moving on to the semifinals. It's all about the boom. So that was fun. I enjoyed that match, especially since Adam Cole won. Do you know it's always a great day when Adam Cole wins? Mm-hmm. So, next we get Hangman Boring Page. I mean, Adam Page on commentary. And our match is CM Punk versus John Silver. I love me some Johnny Hungy. Oh, you gotta love what CM Punk did, though. And Punk, because they're in Long Island, New York, decided that he would taunt the crowd and comes out wearing a John Tavares jersey from the Islanders. What so, is wrong with this? So, a little backstory, because I'm a, also a big hockey nerd, because I love some fucking hockey. It's amazing. If you don't like hockey... Something's wrong. Yeah. If you don't like hockey, there is something wrong. Kind of like if you don't like football, something is wrong. Yeah, like hockey and football are like my two favorite sports in wrestling because I think they're so brutal. (laughs) But so John Tavares was the captain of the Islanders from or he played for them since he got drafted up until 2019. 2018 somewhere around there well he leaves he goes to toronto and so all the islanders fans absolutely hate him now so long island hates him punk so punk was like you know what fuck this i'm coming out with the tavares islanders jersey and i loved it CM Punk needs to come out in a hockey jersey in every city they go to. CM Punk needs to come out in a hockey jersey of that team's most hated player. That's how you make CM Punk a heel. Oh, that would be awesome. Like, so like if they go to Pittsburgh, he needs to come out in an Alexander Ovechkin jersey. Or Claude Giroux jersey. Mm-hmm. Or go to Philly and wear a... Sidney Crosby jersey or a Mario Lemieux jersey. Yeah. Uh, go to Montreal and wear a uh, Bobby Orr jersey. That would do that in Toronto. Mm. <laughs> CM Punk, do you need a new guy? Do you need a new person to come up with your attire? Because all of your attire would be based off of the NHL. <laughs> I'm just saying, if CM Punk needs a new gear guy for designs. And if I'm not making he a hockey fan himself, yep. isn't Punk a hockey fan? I mean, Sadly, I know people for the Blackhawks. He's a Blackhawks fan. That's the only thing we don't see eye to eye on. 
I hate the Blackhawks. I do too. But you hate them because you used to have to play them when you were in the Western Conference. The Red Wings should still be in the Western Conference. I agree with that. Oh. When they do the show in Detroit, he comes out with the Avs jersey. Oh, shit. And not just a regular Avs jersey. It needs to be Claude Lemieux. Yeah. Or Patrick Waugh. Patrick Waugh in Montreal. You know what? That's going to be our next episode. We're going to go through all 30 teams, and CM Punk will have to wear that team's most hated rivals jersey. CM Punk, call us. We'll hook you up. Yep. Anyways, on to the match. So, the crowd is booing Punk. But, I mean, they are in New York, so. I thought it was a good match. I put Hungy looking good. Is Punk turning heel? The crowd chanting Johnny Hungy and CM Punk back and forth with each other. Punk gets the win. And then we see boring Page, I mean, Hangman Page heading to the ring. Him and CM Punk get head to head. And then Punk has a mic and asks, are you mad, Hangman? Says he is is taking this personally. CM Punk replies, it's not personal to me. It's just business. Then Punk says, you will shake my hand at the end of Double or Nothing, whether you're conscious or unconscious. Extends his hand and Hangman flips him off and says, fuck you. Wow, good hangman promo. <clears throat> Let's go, Punk. Punk I, I got to go for goddamn CM Punk. What the hell? Nothing's wrong with CM Punk. What the hell? This is just leading to a Maxwell title run. Or and then I have to go back. Then I have to go back to hating CM Punk once he beats Hangman. So then we get a Britt Breaker promo, and she says it's a conspiracy going on because she has to face whoever the Joker is in the women's tournament. What? I didn't say nobody's name. And speaking of Joker, as you just said, you wanted to be Athena. Which three women wrestlers do you think it could be? Athena, Candice LeRae, and there is a name that's been going around. It's a Japanese female wrestler. I forgot the name. Starts with an M, and I don't want to butcher it and say the wrong thing, so I'm not going to say it since I forgot it. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. But, yeah, her as well. Mm. Do you think they're going to let Baker win the match, or you think they're going to have the Joker win? I think they're going to have the Joker win. Depending on who it is. Yes. All right, so next, we finally get our first look at 
very good, very evil, Danhausen. Um, Danhausen versus Tony Neeks. Real quick. Mr. Tomasa Champa put out a picture of him with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae saying hanging out at Epcot with a couple of jokers. And that picture was from like three weeks ago when Gargano was in Florida. I'm just saying maybe Chiampa Tomasa knows something that we don't. Hmm. Could be. Could be. But anyways, so back to the match. So we see Tony uh, Nice takes him out quickly. I put I like the smart mark Tony Nice team up. Um. Smart Mark distracts Danhausen and Nice pins him for the win. Then Mark gets on the microphone, runs his mouth, and he tells Tony Nice to do it again as Danhausen is sitting in the corner and he takes a running knee to the face. Then Hook comes out and Nice and Smart Mark get out of the ring like you had turned on the light and the cockroaches scatter. Mm-hmm. And then we see Danhausen extend his hand and Hook accepts. So what does this mean? Hook Very handsome, but very, very evil. evil. <laughs> if that's not their slogan, this is a waste of a tag team. You need to tweet that at Danhausen and Hook. <laughs> Tell them you have their new slogan. I'll do that right now. I think that's one from, of my... Do it from the uh, podcast account. I was going to. Let's see. We can continue. I could type and talk at the same time. So then we hear that on the buy-in for Double or Nothing, which is coming up in, what, two weeks? Less than two weeks. Next Sunday. That Smart Mark. And Tony Nese will be wrestling Danhausen and Hook. Let's go Hookhausen. So next, we get the MJF Wardlow contract signing. So I've noticed something here with your boy Maxwell. His dick's getting bigger? No. His Is he feuds... going getting bigger? Mm, yes, but no. His feuds are the same. All of his last three feuds have been the same. Had the stages of Jericho. Jericho had to go through all of these hoops to face Maxwell. CM Punk had to go through all these hoops to fight Maxwell. Wardlow has to go through all these hoops to fight Maxwell. Cody Rhodes had to go through all of these hoops to fight Maxwell. I'm just saying 
maybe Maxwell needs a little help on the creative side of things. I agree with that. Just saying, I like Maxwell. I do, but his feuds are kind of repetitive here. So you said you liked Maxwell, but why was it at two AEW events that we went to you booed him? Because I like seeing Punk more. Or were you just trying to get under my skin because you knew I was a big Maxwell fan? A little bit of both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mama was born at night, but it wasn't last night. Mama is very wise for her age. Well, no, if you were born last night, I wouldn't be here because you would be less than a day old. It's a saying, dipshit. <laughs> I know. So we get this video montage. We hear a voice narrating video. Voice turns out to be Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho says, is this a video for MJF? I'm not narrating a video for that asshole after all we've been through. How much is he paying? Okay. And proceeds to narrate said video. So, even if you're not a wrestling fan, I recommend watching the series called Dark Side of the Ring. It's basically, they go in and they talk about the bad side of wrestling. So, they have an episode on the whole Chris Benoit thing. Good episode, by the way. Uh, they just had one about uh, I think they had one about Eddie as well. Eddie Guerrero. But it's really interesting and they're all 40 minutes or so long. The YouTube channel is called Vice TV on YouTube. And just type in Dark Side of the Ring. I recommend go watching it because it's really entertaining and really fucking good. And it was a pair. Maxwell's entrance was a parody of that. I just like Chris Jericho going, How much is he paying? Okay. And the funny thing is, Jericho is one of the producers of Dark Side of the Ring. Mm -hmm. So that made it even better. Mm hmm. So. MJF comes out to a hero's welcome since they are in Long Island, New York. He comes out in an Islanders jersey also. And he gives us another great promo, which I did not write it all down because I just didn't have time. <laughs> so I just took the highlights of what I liked. So during this promo, MJF proceeds to tell the crowd, I love you crazy son of bitches. Then MJF compares himself to David in the Bible and says Wardlow is Goliath. Yeah, I can see that. Then he says that he is from the Holy Land and he ain't talking about Israel. <laughs> I put in my notes. He played well with the crowd. The crowd booed Wardlow. 
Then MJF looks at the cheap seats and goes, you're a poor, but still beautiful. I love that line. I was like, damn. And proceeds to call Cody Rose the American roller coaster. Roller coaster. So then he lays out the conditions for Wardlow in order for Wardlow to fight him at double or nothing. Yeah, Wardlow's going to get uh, 10 lashes tonight. Ow. I'm not keen on this. Like, I don't like that. I didn't like it with the Cody Rhodes. I don't like it now. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. I could see where this could go wrong a lot of ways. And, and um, it's kind of giving me like slavery vibes. See? Henceforth, why, even as a historian and a history teacher, I hate teaching about that. See, I was going to say that, but I didn't know how to word it, so I'm glad you worded it that way. I think I did okay, like, we're not offending anybody. No, but this... I don't think it's something you should be doing, and I'm I'm not sure why TK approved this. I'm just glad that Wardlow isn't an African American because I could see how this could go wrong. Oh, this would have never flown really if it was yes, no. This would have never gotten past no. No, 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 no. So, I was pretty sure Tony Khan would have been like, no, Maxwell, we're not doing that. But yeah, that's a touchy, it's a sensitive, not touchy, it's a sensitive subject. Yeah. So if he survives that, then he moves on to a cage match with the chairman, the giant killer, Sean Spears, and MJF is the ref. <laughs> you're gonna lock him in a cage with both of y'all not thinking he's gonna kick both of y'all's asses well it's mjf he'll cheat well of course he will one way or another or mjf uh, spears will knock mjf out and another ref i have to come in and warlow will win yeah so if he wins that match then he will get mjf at double or nothing so Wardlow agrees to all this. Wardlow signs the contract. Then as security is trying to handcuff him again, which I mean, I'd, I'd handcuff Wardlow to my bed too. Pretty sure any female would. Just saying. He begins to take out security. And then we see MJF gets behind Sean Spears. Wardlow drops Sean Spears and grabs MJF as he get. it looks like he's getting ready to powerbomb MJF. Smart Mark jumps on his back and Wardlow puts Smart Mark through the table. Now, How many lawyers do you know are going to protect their client by jumping on someone's back? Hey, if I ever need a lawyer, I know who to call. Smart Mark Sterling. 
Charlie Cox. <laughs> so, your thoughts on all that? Now, remember, if you are an AEW security guard, and if you've been attacked by Wardlow, you're entitled Sterling. for financial compensation if you call Smart Mark Sterling at 1374 Smart Mark. Do you even know the number, damn? <laughs> I think it's 1374. I'm not sure. Um, I know it's 1 dash something. I know there's a 4 in there. Oh, Lord. So, do you think Wardlow is going to get his hands on MJF at double or nothing? Yes. Do you think he's going to win at double or nothing? Yes. So, I was right about the number. But it's one three four seven smart forty. <laughs> okay, moving on. So next we get Ricky Starks versus Jungle Boy, and Taz is on commentary. And I will have to say, if you did not watch Dark last night on YouTube, just go watch it for Taz's commentary. He was on point. Taz is amazing. So, you all know I'm a big Ricky Starks fan. I love me some Ricky Starks. I put pretty even match up. was a pretty good match. Jungle Boy looked like he was in control of the match early. Swerve comes down to try and screw Starks, but instead he screws Jungle Boy and Starks gets the win. So do you think we're going to set up a feud with Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Swerve and Keith Lee? Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Swerve and Keith Lee join FTW. Therefore, you would have Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, Hook, Danhausen, and Keith Lee. Swerve and Keith Lee. And Swerve. Yeah, but they got a feud going on. Ricky Starks and Hobbs is feuding with Lee and Swerve. Mind games. But no, I think it will lead to a triple threat match at Double or Nothing for the tag titles. Because I think it's about... I think it's about time Jurassic Express drops the titles. Yeah, I can see that. Then we get a Jericho Appreciation Society promo celebration. Then we get Angelo saying to the fans, AEW Galaxy. I love that they call it the AEW Galaxy. I am a proud member of the AEW Galaxy. Me too. Jericho is a great heel. Not only is he a heel, he's a wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, Jericho. You're a wizard. (laughs) Jericho proceeds to say, we win, they lose, referring to Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. And then he says, Jericho 216 says, I just burned your face. (laughs) 
I love Jericho. I was like, damn, Jericho. Yay. Good news. Good news about AEW. Jim Ross announces he signed a contract extension with AEW. Yay. Good old Somebody on Twitter put who was your favorite sports announcer and you would and bonus if you could say like their catchphrase and so like everybody was doing like Vin Scully which I love Vin Scully who used to broadcast all the Dodger games and I put it was me and another person put JR and I put it's a slobber knocker yeah (laughs) okay so back to the Chris Jericho Appreciation Society so Jericho says, Jericho 216 says, I just burned your face. Then we hear some music. And not just any music. Whoa, thing. It is Moxley's music. I, I put, this. what the fuck? No fucking way. I hate this, this fucking, fucking song. song. Now if you haven't Major watched League. Major League, go watch Major League. Major League happens to be one of Tony Khan's favorite movies wonder if that's why he used that song i don't know did you know wrestling got canceled what got canceled wrestling with brandon walker why barstool canceled it huh what do you tweeted out today i haven't gotten all the details so moving on moxley's music hits in my notes i put bcc js jas feud give it to me Jericho replies to Moxley. I'll give you one chance to turn around. There are five of us, one of you. Then Brian Danielson's music hits, and we see Brian Danielson, Wheeler Yuta, and Regal come to the ring. The crowd begins chanting Eddie, and behind JAS, we see Santana Ortiz and Kingston hop up on the apron. Then we hear the crowd chanting to the Jericho Appreciation Society, you done fucked up. Mm-hmm. Brawl breaks out. Numbers are pretty even. And out of nowhere, William Regal with a right hand to Jericho's face. Boom. Jericho, you just got knocked the fuck out by his lordship, William Regal. Okay, so the third, I found the third woman's stroker's name, who I would be fine with. It's Mackie Ito. Nice. So your thoughts on the JAS victory speech? Loved it. Love Jericho 216. Um... I think I'm gonna make me a shirt that says that. And who doesn't love seeing Willie Yuta, Brian Danielson, William Regal, and John Moxley? Just saying. True. Then our next match, your favorite match of the night, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. We see Britt Baker come out in a Crosby jersey. At least she's got good taste. Yeah. 
I put both of them match up well. Was a very good match. Hater looked to be in control early. We see Storm fighting back. They begin to exchange chops. Storm begins to take it to Hater. Looks like Hater may have tweaked her knee. And Tony Storm pins Jamie Hater for the win. Uh, good match. 10 out of 10 match. We'll watch again. Did you pitch a 10 in your pants watching that match, son? Can't confirm or deny. Just. <laughs> if it did, it did. If not, oh well. I was more focusing I mean, on Tony the Storm wrestling. come out in red leather. I'm just focused. I was focused on the wrestling. I call bullshit. The wrestling was amazing. I call bullshit. The wrestling was amazing. And I hope they have another. You wasn't looking at no wrestling. You were looking at their tits and ass. I was looking at the wrestling. Just tits and ass were on my screen at the same time. Okay. (laughs) So next we get our main event. And that is Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen in an anything goes match for the Owen Hart tournament. Oh, boy, do I have a rant on people. Okay. We'll do your rant after we talk about the match, okay? Yes, because it has something to do with the match. So, we see Sting at Hardy. Darby goes right after Jeff. We see Darby setting up some chairs in the shape of, like, a coffin. Jeff puts Darby face first into the stairs. I don't know what got the worst end of that, Darby's face or the stairs. And we see Hardy with a clothesline, and he knocked Darby into next year. Then we see Darby on top of the ladder. He jumps off top of the ladder and puts Jeff through those chairs. Then Jeff Hardy gets the win, and he shakes Darby's hand at the end of the match. And we see the undisputed elites out on the ramp and the Young Bucks staring down the Hardys. Are we getting Young Buck Hardys at double or nothing? I hope. Would not be. I thought this match was fucking awesome. Oh, this match was amazing. It was probably the best match of the night. Yeah, I can agree with that. But yeah. They both matched up well because they're both freaking nuts in the ring. Hey, sometimes for a good match, you just have to put two crazy people together and let it go. That's true. That is true. So, it's time for my rant. In this session of What the Fuck, it is going to be Brendan's rant on people. So, they did a high spot in this match where Darby Allen jumped off the ladder, correct? Mm-hmm. That was the best part of the match. Why were people complaining about that? Saying that, why are they doing that in a tournament 
that has Owen Hart's name in it because it just so happened Owen Hart fell from the rafters because his cord didn't work. The harness of cord snapped because his entrance would he would he would always like come flying in on a rope with a like on a tight rope and like he had like a harness or something hooked to him. Yeah. And either the rope that he swung on to get to the ring broke or the harness that was holding him snapped. Nobody ever really said what happened. But, but that, that's what happened because I watched that pay-per-view live as it happened. But yeah. I don't think they would do something that would offend the Hart family. Like that, especially with Owen's wife in attendance. So, yeah. Fuck that. People need to shut the fuck up and learn true wrestling instead of watching that bullshit they watch from Stanford every week. You're welcome. Well, not only that, you can't even compare the two because they're two different things. Dude's jumping from a ladder. Owen Hart didn't jump from a ladder and die. Yeah, he... And it wasn't he was coming from fault. the rafters. It wasn't Owen's fault to begin with. No, it wasn't. And it may not have been WWE's fault. I mean, sometimes equipment breaks. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Now, had they didn't check the equipment beforehand and it broke, then that might be on them. But we will never know because it never got released. Mm-hmm. But people are so offended nowadays that they have to look for the littlest fucking thing to get offended about and start hollering and crying about it because they're pussies. Put your big boy pants on and deal with shit. If you don't like something, look the other fucking way. It's like on Facebook and Twitter. People say shit I don't like. I don't need to start an argument with them. I just scroll past it and keep on moving with my life. My life is not so goddamn boring that I have to sit there and find something to get offended about or something to bitch about. And that seems that's all wrestling fans know how to do. Anyways. Okay, that was my rant too. Top five moments from AEW. I'll go first. From Dynamite. I'll go first. Uh, number five is the Adam Cole match. Number four is the Britt Baker promo because I enjoyed it. Number three was the Jericho Appreciation Victory Speech. 
Number two is CM Punk coming out in a John Tavares jersey. And number one, the Tony Storm Jamie Hader match. Wow. We only I think we only have one that is similar. And as always, I didn't write them down. I just free bought it. <laughs> and I rattled them off like that because AEW was just that fucking good last week. Sometimes you just got to free ball it. Yeah. And sometimes I don't mind playing with some free balls if, if you want to come my way. <laughs> Anyways. So my top five. William Regal with the right hand to Jericho's face. Number four, Adam Cole advancing in the Owen Hart tournament. Number three, Wardlow putting Smart Mark through the table. Number two, the Blackpool Combat Club teaming up with Santana Ortiz in Kingston. And my number one was Darby off the ladder. Nice, nice. There was so much to choose from that we had like totally different ones. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to Rampage, which was on at a special time at 5.30. So on the East Coast, you got to enjoy some wrestling with your dinner. Nice. Which is pretty much what I did. I sat down with my plate of food and watched Rampage. Mm -hmm. So it starts off with the Butcher Blade and Mark Quinn from the AF. O versus Death Triangle. Nothing wrong with that. Penta starts off with the blade. Then we see Pack is in. Him and the blade are going at it. And we see the butcher outside the ring taking it to Pack as the ref is distracted. Then we get Phoenix in against uh, Quinn. I said Quinn was looking good in this match. Then we see O'Reilly. In the, ten, in the audience taking notes. Then we see Pac with the black arrow gets the pin on Quinn. The lights go out and then we see the House of Black standing on the apron uh, with a stare down for Death Triangle. The lights go out and poof, they are gone like magic. Are they wizards too? No, because they don't have the Jericho power. Oh. Thoughts on that match? Pretty fun match. I like a a private party. I enjoy them. I'm digging the the AFO. Are you, though? I mean, I'll dig it more when Andrade gets back, but <laughs> I miss Jose. I mean, Jose's awesome. Who doesn't like Jose the assistant? Yeah, everybody loves Jose. So next we get the chairman, Sean Spears, versus Bear Boulder. We see Boulder slam Spears, then Spears counters. Spears gets, oh, I put Spears with a boulder on his shoulder, deliver the C4, and gets the win. And he looks into the camera and says, the giant killer coming, which is a direct message to Warblood. 
Yeah, Sean Spears is going to get his ass kicked. Wardlow's going to kill him. Wardlow's going to kill you. Then next, we get a Smart Mark and Tony Nese promo. And then we see Smart Mark in a neck brace. And they announced that Mark and Tony Nese will be fighting Hook and Danhausen. Yeah, Tony Nese is going to get buried by Hook. Which is sad, because I like Tony Nese. I do, too. I like them all, so I might be okay with whoever wins that match. Then we get Riho versus Ruby Soho. So before we talk about this match, well, no, let's wait till after we talk about this match. We see Riho puts her fingers in her ear as Soho comes down to the ring. <laughs> I guess she's not a fan of her music. I put Riho looking good. It looked like Ruby Soho did something to her knee, but she still ends up getting the pin. What I want to talk about is people's reaction to this match. There were people that was pissed that Ruby Soho won this match. Uh, why? I thought it was a good match. I was fine with whoever won this match. I like Ruby and I like Riho. But Ruby's gotten better in the ring. She's been on dark for a while. She's gotten better in the ring, and it showed. So she's gotten better in the ring. Why not continue to make her better and push her through a tournament you're doing? I'm just saying that's smart booking. I don't know. Like, I, I liked both. I probably like Rio better than Ruby Soho. That's just personal preference. That was okay with whoever won. I don't understand why everybody was pissed Riho didn't win. Hey, Mom. How would you feel yeah. if Will Ospreay was the Joker tonight? I'm not a fan of Will Ospreay. That's it. The mid-podcast is over. And I say that because I think I've only seen him wrestle one time. So I haven't seen enough of his work to determine whether I'm a fan or not. Well, you know where you can watch him at? FightTV.com or Warrior Wrestling. So, like, I'm kind of neutral. Like, I don't know enough about him to be a fan, but I don't know enough about him not to be a fan. If you order Fight TV for only $5.99 a month, you can watch Will Ospreay take on Davey Richards next Saturday for 20 bucks on Fight TV. Is that a In Saint Louis. I need to get Fight TV? In a way, yes. Is that a hand I need to get Fight TV? But you're saying, mm-hmm. In a way, yes. That's not helping getting the credit cards paid off to go to wrestling. Or maybe it's this Saturday. It might be this Saturday. Yes, it is this Saturday. 
but you can only see it at Warrior Wrestling on Fight TV. Are you done with your promo plugs? I will promote Warrior Wrestling as much as I can because it's just that fucking good. Nice. So we're moving on. And then we get Jade Cargill and her baddies come out. I love Jade with her baddies. I'm digging this all women's faction. It's on point. And then Tony Schiavone informs them that Red Velvet will have to face a new opponent due to something. So they used injury to keep Kayfabe alive. Who was she supposed to wrestle? Sheeta. Sheeta. All I can is like, I know, it, I know it's a Japanese wrestler, but I couldn't remember who it was. So Sheeta went back to Japan to do some stuff over there, but some complications came uh, out with her visa. So that kind of kept her there longer than anticipated. So that's why Chris Statlander took over. Both sides really kind of fucked up on that shit. Kind of fucked up because Sheila should have been able to be back. I'm not blaming Sheila or AEW. That's a government problem. It's, it's a visa. It's a government problem. Yes, the government. But AEW should have said she got injured when she wrestled that same day in a show in Japan. So it's whatever. But all of that's taken care of now. Statlander's in her place instead. So we'll see what happens. And then we get to our main event on Rampage. Thought it was a freaking awesome main event for Rampage. And also, please note, Rampage will be on at a special time this Friday at 7 p.m. Thank you, playoffs. So we get Frankie Kazarian versus your TNT champion, Scorpio Sky. (laughs) <laughs> Scorp comes out alone and we see Sammy and Tay in the audience gag me with a fork the crowd begins chanting SCU then I put fairly matched up well Kazarian and Scott know each other well great technical wrestling from both Then we had a meet of the foreheads as they both hit each other at the same time with their head. (laughs) Is that a new saying called meeting of the minds? Yes. Where was I? Oh. Then we see Scorpio go over the top rope taking out um, Frankie. Frankie has a move called the chicken wing. (laughs) What kind of name is that for a wrestling move? 
chicken wing. Huh? A chicken wing is something you eat. A chicken Chicken wing could be a sex move, a sex position. I don't know. But it is not a wrestling move. How do you name a wrestling move a chicken wing? (laughs) Please tell me. By naming it a chicken wing. It is not a chicken wing. Anyways, it is not a chicken. Then we see Scorpio has kicked out twice from where Kazarian has tried to pin him. Then we see Kazarian has his chicken wing move locked in. Dan Lambert comes down, distracts the ref, and we see all ego Ethan Page clock Kazarian with the title. Scorpio falls on Kazarian and gets the pin and the win. Then we see Scorpio being told by Kazarian what happened. Scorpio confronts Lambert and all Ego, and he pushes Ego. Then Ego grabs the mic. Yeah, I hit him, Sky. I did. I did it for the team. I did it for you. Whose freaking team are you on? Then we see Scorp and Ego face off, and Scorpio turns around and hits Kazarian with the title. Then we see Lambert ask Sammy and Tay, where are you and Whorehausen going? Come on in. (laughs) Whorehausen. Then we see Sammy and Tay come into the ring to save Kanzarian. Uh. Your thoughts on that match? It was a fun match. Really thought Ethan and Scorpio were going to break up there. Glad they did it. Do you want to hear what Keith has done in our universe mode on WWE 2K22? Absolutely. I love American Keith. Well, so I'm in control of the WWE. We had a draft. We could draft anybody from any time period who's ever wrestled from any company. So he drafted Scorpio Sky and Montez Ford. We were scrolling through the team names because he wanted to make them a tag team. Do you wanna do you know what he ended up calling them? I have no idea. Vicious and delicious. <laughs> oh, that sounds like me and my men in bed. Vicious so, and delicious. So Scorpio Sky and Montez Ford are a tag team for Keith's WCW. Named Vicious and Delicious. I love it, Keith. I love it. (laughs) American Keith, you are on point. So, that's fun. But yeah, me and Keith are having fun doing this universe mode. Cool. So, your thoughts on Rampage from this past Friday? AEW as a whole this week was amazing. And it's just like... Even better in four and a half hours. Yes. So, I think that's all I have. 
That's all I've got. Oh, um, last week in wrestling. <laughs> Can't wait for tonight. Hope it's the Garganos who are the Jokers, both of them, or Athena. I'll be fine with either one. Is, is my FaceTime going to blow up if it's one of them? You might need to be in control of Twitter tonight. Uh, You're always in control of Twitter because you won't give me the password, you little dipshit. Because you were just post stuff about MJF and Wardlow the whole time. I will not. Give me access for one week and see how much I post. Okay. Okay. We'll see how much I post. The password. The, well, we don't say the password on the air, you dipshit. I was just going to tell you that the password is the same password I've been using the past couple months. Okay, I'll tell you what I think it is off air. Um, so if you have nothing else to contribute to the podcast, that is going to be it for us on our AEW review. And as we say on the mid podcast, because you're mid and we know it, we are mid out. Goodbye, people of the internet. Also, let's go Johnny Gargano, AEW. He's going to be all elite.